Hello everyone, welcome to the show, the FPL Manual Podcast. I'm your host, Wally. You know me as the FPL Manual. And it's nice, it's nice to be back again once more um, for another episode of, you know, just chatting stuff about FPL. It's nice to have you guys here with me. I'm very happy that you guys are here. So, um, this is our third episode so far. We did um, like two episodes last week for Champions League and FPL. And FPL, yeah. So um, you guys have not missed much. I'm still much of a new newbie here. So um, I'm glad to have you guys here. Anyone listening, welcome to the show. Um, as I said, my name is Wally, and I'm the host of this show, the FPL Manual um, podcast, where you chat with me. And basically, I'm like an just a regular FPL enthusiast, you know, just coming on this platform to chat um, with all listeners and interact. So feel free to message me or comment underneath if you have any questions during the show. So um, it's 2 p.m. or, yeah, eight minutes after 2, West African time, Nigeria, and we are just about six hours away before the Friday night football game starts as we witness, or rather, watch Newcastle welcome Leeds at home. But before we head into game week five straight, as uh, you know, our subtitle of today's show is game week five preview, uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo in Mustav. So before we head into that, I'd like us to do um, a recap on game week, game week four. So um, quickly, just quickly, game week four, we witnessed a huge upset where Crystal Palace won um, Spurs 3-0. A very, very, um, very, very big win for Palace, I must say, because I watched that game personally and I was impressed with how, you know, Vieira, Patrick Vieira, players pressed high and put pressure on Tottenham, even forcing them to not have a single shot in, in the first half. And later, everything went in their favor and they later won the game after a red card came to Tanganga. So after that, um, um, Arsenal won Norwich 1-0, getting their first win of the season. Brighton beat Brentford at home. Man City won Leicester 1-0. Uh, we witnessed Ronaldo um, um, coming for his second debut for Mayo, scoring a brace against Newcastle, where the Sioux Warriors <laughs> were all celebrating and shouting Sioux around the world. It was a great, you know, it was a great atmosphere. Um, West Ham and Southampton drew 0-0. Watford and Wolves. Wolves won Watford 2-0. Chelsea won convincing win 3-0. Also, Lukaku scoring a brace against Aston Villa. On Sunday, Leeds versus Liverpool. Liverpool won 3-0. And Everton on Monday versus Burnley won 3-1. So that's just a quick recap of you know last game week and the scores. So, um, looking at that, after doing that, we'll head straight into Game Week 5. But, uh, nonetheless, we have to recognize the performance of exactly the premium assets for Game Week 4. Um, talking about Ronaldo, talking about Lukaku, talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold, talking about some other players you know, who performed well in Game Week 4. I'll start from the Mayu game, obviously, where we witnessed one of the best or the best, as some we call him, footballers of footballer of all time, you know, at the age of 36, scored a brace, as I said, 
in the game and it, it was a very it was very i mean it's newcastle it's newcastle so man you should have won the game man you were supposed to win the game so it was not much of a surprise and we also saw chelsea aston villa lukaku on the other end showing that he is also the boss in his, in the strike force not letting ronaldo get all the highlights scoring a brace to against aston villa and um Elsewhere, um, Wolves finally got their first win of the season after being unlucky for the first three games, losing 1-0 in all games. So I'm pretty happy for them, seeing how Bruno Lagi had a very, you know, very nice system he's trying to impact in the Premier League, and it was nice to see it work out fine. So um, it was um, based on that, um, Ronaldo and Lukaku. I've posed this kind of questions in every manager's mind. Like, can we fit in both of them? Are they a must-have? So, looking at this topic, if Ronaldo and Lukaku are a must-have, so okay. First of all, as I always say, it depends on your team. If I had Ronaldo, if I don't have Ronaldo now, and I have Bruno Fernandes. I'll I'll be looking forward to bringing Ronaldo in because uh, it's the likelihood that Ronaldo will be on penalties now. Although Bruno has not even scored a penalty this season and has scored about four goals for Man United, he still has that attacking return. But looking at how much you play, they seem to feed the striker more. And with Ronaldo up front, he looks like one that you must have going forward because at a point you need him even if you just to protect your own rank because. Currently at 12.6 million, his price will keep on going higher. And if you keep on scoring those goals, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would be fair to bring him late when he has already scored more and more in the early games, like the one against um, Newcastle. They play West Ham this Saturday, and they play um, Aston Villa also coming soon, two weeks from now. So I think. Ronaldo is a must-have. In fact, he is a must-have. I don't think he is a must-have going forward because of how my you know structured himself and play in the Champions League. He also scored against young boys, so he's and he just need like one opportunity to finish. So that um, that 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 finishing is needed. So Ronaldo is a must-have. Lukaku, to me, I don't know. I don't think I would make. I, I don't think I would. Just destroy my team structure to force in Lukaku. But if you have a Chelsea defender, um a Chelsea defender, I think you might not too worry about Lukaku's features, except later in the season you have to swap Lukaku for Ronaldo, maybe due to future difficulty that will come later. Or you might just have Salah in the mid Bring in Lukaku. So if it's possible to mix in both, I say go for it. I've seen a few teams, um, Waikar teams going for, getting into game five that managed to fit in Ronaldo and Lukaku, especially now that Antonio got sent off against the Southampton game, which was very funny, by the way. It was I, upon watching the highlights, I was just I was actually laughing because he was just necessarily aggressive and he didn't need to even go for that. Extra yellow card in the 90th or so minutes. So 
So with the absence of Antonio, um, it's easier to fit in Lukaku, especially if you're on a wild card or you have two or three, two free transfers. You can easily take out Antonio, um, let's say a big, um, a, um, a premium asset in the midfield, like likes of um, Bruno or Son, who was not fit last week, and just bringing um, um, Lukaku and maybe Rafinha too. So it's possible to have them at the same time, but if you don't have the enough funds to make it possible that Ronaldo and Lukaku are your strike force, I say you can wait a bit because um, Chelsea also have a little bit of tough pictures in quotes because they have been doing well. I don't think those games are tough, but playing Tottenham this weekend and Man City next weekend um, is tough on paper. So we don't know whether Lukaku will be scoring two, two goals as he has been doing so far. So I can say you can wait till after those fixtures, you know, pass. Then you can ask other sweeter, um, easier games for Chelsea. Like I think after Man City, they play Southampton and lots of green, green, you know, in their fixture difficulty. So Chelsea is a team to target. Me, I'm eyeing more of the defense than the attack. Although Lukaku is on form, I think it's just safe to start with Ronaldo for now. Then maybe switch for Lukaku later. So that is just tackling the, the topic at hand, whether they are a must-have. They are a must-have, but I don't think you, dest- you should destroy your team structure to just fit in both. If you don't need to take a minus 12 to just fit in Ronaldo and Lukaku, when you can be, you just see yourself taking out the likes of Ben Rama, who could score against Manu after being rested for the Europa League game against um, Dinamo Zabreg. So um, they are a must-have, but one of the two is fine. One of the two is fine. That is the final answer on that. So, um, moving into other things we prepare on discussing. Um, okay. We'll quickly talk about um, price changes so far. So, a lot of price changes have happened during the week. Um, I think as of today, and to um, St. Maximin, Rose from 6.5 million to 6.6. And um, some other price falls like Tony from 6.4 to 6.3. Um, Masuaku, okay, now it's unavailable. Uh, Robert's drop. So a lot of price changes have happened. We have seen Ronaldo's price go up from 12.5 million to 12.6 million. We have seen um, Lukaku's price go up from 11.5 million to 11.6 million so a lot of price changes are happened during the week then looking at transfers uh, the most transfer out player right now as expected is antonio with 1.5 million transfers and counting so that is a lot of transfer outs after you know considering record also kamalewi with about half a million transfers after you know uh rafa benitez said he wasn't fit for the game against Burnley. Bruno Fernandes also there with half a million transfers, uh, transfer outs, Son in the same bracket, and Ings. The, those are the top five transfer outs. Five transfer ins. We have from Cristiano Ronaldo with 1.1 million transfer in. Lukaku with about 688k transfer ins. Um, Demi Agrebutu has been on form three goals in four games, if you're not mistaken. So 481 transfer ins. Bamford. 474 have good fixtures coming. Easily, easily the direct replacement for Antonio, so I can understand why. Then Maka, who had 12 points against Watford, the 4.5 left back. 
4.5 million left back, also with a huge amount of transferring, about almost 400,000 transferring. So that's a huge movement in the transfer market. Um, so, so far, so good. I would like to touch on our next segment. I'd like to touch on the wild card. Okay, personally, me, I played the wild card last week and I wanted to do a quick review of my team and how maybe it's unsuccessful, how successful the wild card came out. So, last week, I played my wild card and I brought in the likes of um, Ronaldo, as expected, Salah, um, Berma, Saka, Diogo Jota, Mane Dennis, um, with a fairly good bench, Antonio, um, Trent, Semedo, Rudiger, Shaw, and Mendy in goal. So I went with double Chelsea defense, and I came out with a total score of 80 points, which was very impressive, by the way, because um, I didn't expect that return, but I was happy. So I ended up finishing with a 50k rank, overall rank. I moved from, I think, 190k to 50k ranking so basically playing wildcard for me in game before was super successful and i just want to manage to steady the boats now steady that ship so i won't have much of red arrows going forward and this is my best start so far as an fpl manager for the last five years so it's, i was super super happy about my you know my current um, um ranking I, I just wish it wouldn't go down yeah just keep, keep on having green arrows green arrows every week so that's that's the wild card. So for those that are thinking of wild carding for game five, there are a lot of things you can also target on your wild card. And we talked about this last week, but I don't think it's too late to bring it up again for game five um, managers. So if you are on a wild card for game five, who would I want to bring in? Easy Wolves assets. Wolf have very easy games coming. Um, very very easy games. Um, this weekend they face. Um, who did they face? Brentford. They face Brentford. Then we have Southampton, then Newcastle, then Aston Villa, then up to game week 10 or 11, they don't have any top six team they are facing. So that is a very good sign to bring in over assets. And who as which assets should I recommend? First asset on this is definitely Nelson Semedo. Had two big chances against um, Watford, missed the two of them, which was sad for me as a Semedo owner because I was frustrated seeing the highlights that Semedo could have scored a brace as a defender and didn't manage to convert one. But looking at that, it's still promising because the way Wolves play with their attacking wing backs, they attack a lot and they get involved in the you know shooting and crossing and that final third, they are always there. So Semedo is on top of that list. Also, Jimenez. Jimenez is a very good player at 7.4. Not the Jimenez we know compared to a few seasons ago due to the head injury. But he's getting there. He's top four chances created in the league, about 12 chances. I also have um, 12 plus shots created, um, 12 plus shots taken, but not really much on target. But he's one of those players that once he finds his goal scoring form, he will keep on scoring. So Jimenez is one of those players you could consider. Also, you say Saad, the goalkeeper of of um of wolves you can if you want to maybe go double double wolves defense you just say could be a goalkeeper he also makes a lot of saves and last option there is strawberry um uh, quickly not to waste our time we'll move on to another team which i think we will target for wild card and the next team will be leeds leeds um 
Leeds have also good games coming after facing a kind of tough run in the beginning. No win so far for them. So, but their next game starts from okay. Their next game is tonight against Newcastle. Have considered more than ten goals so far this season. So, looking at that, the likes of Bamford is like one of those assets you need to bring in, especially with the absence of Antonio. If you have a little bit of cash in the bank, you could easily transfer out Antonio and bring in Bamford. Also, Rafinha is on that list. Um, the six point five million Brazilian is on. Um, has been having a and he's also one of those talented players who, you know, has performed for Leeds a lot of times. Six goals and ten assists last season. He's also one of those players that when Wolves, you know, have those attacking numbers, he will always be involved in the goals, either in the assist or scoring. So Rafinha is one of those players to bring in for Leeds. And um, for me, for now, I will not touch their defence because I'm not sure they have been causing a lot of goals. So I'm not sure if they'll keep a clean sheet against Newcastle who are at home. But I think they can easily go that much and win it. Um, other players to consider are the players within the 5.5 million range, Demar Gray and Konogalaga. Um, Demar Gray has been on form, as I said initially. Three goals out of four games, very, very good. With the absence of um, this year now, we could see him, there's no fear that he will be rested anytime soon because of his form again. So we could see him on the left, advancing more. And you know, connecting with lives of Richarlison and Townsend. So, the Magri is one of those players at a very cheap rate, which is 5.7 right now, could you know get him more attacking returns and plays Aston Villa next, who considered three goals against Chelsea last week. They made a lot of you know individual errors. And if um, Gray is very, very you know fortunate to be at the end of those errors, he will convert those chances. So, the Magri one of those players, also Konogalaga. Who's on highly on my watch list, but I will not bring him now or consider bringing him now if I was on a wildcard because he plays Liverpool this weekend at Anfield. A tough game for Palace, but I know they will release their chances. Will they win it? I don't think so. The likes of Salah have, have a very good goal scoring record, six against them in the last two or three seasons. So, But he's one of those assets, if you are considering having a fifth midfielder, you don't want to restart regularly. You are considering the features after Liverpool, you want to bring him. I like that one of those assets to bring in on your wild card. So, quickly, not to spend too much time, um, we'll touch upon our uh, features for Gimmick 5 and um, who Gimmick 5 features, quickly touch on it. And um, I'll speculate with those players I feel will hold against um, their opponents this Gimmick 5. So, Gimmick 5, as I said this night, Around 8 p.m. West African time, Nigeria will witness Newcastle versus Leeds. Um, also, in the following morning, 12:30, Wolves will play Brentford. Then Burnley, Arsenal, Liverpool, Palace, Man City, Southampton, Norwich, Watford, Aston Villa versus Everton in the evening fixture. On Sunday, um, two games played at 2 p.m. West African time: Brighton versus Leicester and West Ham versus Man United. Also, later that day, we'll see a big game within Spurs versus Chelsea. So, heading into game week five, um, heading into game week five, I see, I see, I, I have a feeling. I know, I know, gut feelings. I gut instincts are usually not um, all that in FPO, but I have a gut feeling that Newcastle can't keep losing every game of the season. 
I know Leeds will score, but I'm not sure if Leeds will win the game. I think Newcastle, even though they are without Callum Wilson and um, Ryan Fraser, one of their key assets, um, I think the likes of um, St. Maximin playing up front with John Linton and Amirian and all those attacking assets. Don't let's not forget Willock, which who was very much on form last season for them. I think they will release their chances and come with a different style of play against the likes of Leeds. Will they win the match? I think it depends on how they you know, close those holes that they have been conceding those goals from. They're able to block those chances and limit Leeds. I think Newcastle can win the game. Nonetheless, I think on paper, Leeds are still favoured to win. Wolves will easily win Brentford, a 2-0 win. Aboli Arsenal, Arsenal is struggling to score goals. And Bolia a very stubborn team at home. Arsenal should win the game, but I see a draw, most likely 1-1 draw. Liverpool Palace, easy win for Liverpool, 3-0 win. Uh, Man City, Southampton, also big win. They had a, they just came out from a 6-3 win in the Champions League against Leipzig. So I see them scoring more goals. Even though they don't have a 9, everyone is involved in the attack. So um, Man City to crush Southampton, I think I would say 4-1. Norwich Watford, Norwich Watford, Norwich has not been on form and also Watford, but I think Watford have a better defensive side compared to Norwich. I've leaked a lot of goals. So I, I'm giving it to Watford here. Maybe a 2-1 win in favor of Watford. Aston Villa Everton. Aston Villa Everton. Villa have struggled of late after, you know, starting the season with kind of tough fixtures. I've not really won much matches, but um, the, you know the pressures are trying to turn for them. Playing against a very high press team that um, Benitez has, you know, managed to field. I don't know if they can release their chances against Everton, but the, I would just support the bookies here and give Everton a two-one win against Aston Villa. Leicester, Brighton, Leicester coming. The Leicester should win the game. Um, Leicester win for me one-zero. West Ham. West Ham versus Man United. Um, West Ham have been. Uh, they have tried to hold their defense of lead, but with Ronaldo up front, there's no how that West Ham can keep a clean sheet. I see a three-one win in favor of Man United. And Spurs Chelsea could go either way, but I don't see Chelsea conceding to Spurs team that rely more on their DMs to create chances. So it could be a zero-zero game. Could be a one-one win for Chelsea either way. That's my prediction for game week five, for all the fixtures. So, um, um, any okay? You have any questions? You can send them to the comments, and I'll read them for you. Meanwhile, with the absence of no questions, um, I'll talk about my team quickly and who I'll be bringing in for game week five. So, looking at my team once more. Um, in goal, I have Mendy, I have double Chelsea defense, Mendy and Rudiger, Luke Shaw, Semedo, and Trent with um, um, Livermento on the bench. Mayfield, Salah, Panorama, Saka, Chigojota, and Bisuma on the bench. Antonio, I didn't sell him, so I'm resting Antonio on the bench till when he's back for game week six. I'm starting Emmanuel Dennis ahead of Norwich and Ronaldo up front. Captain this week goes to Salah. Very good record against Crystal Palace. And I'm saving my free transfer. I'm very tempted nonetheless to sell Shaw 
for um, Rich James. Rich James, very good attacking player. I like the way he runs into the box and you know takes his chances. And looking at the game against Arsenal, I don't think he's one of those players you should be afraid of when playing in a big game because of those attacking returns. But nonetheless, I don't think Shaw has done badly this season. I'm playing a Western team. Looking at the looking at how he assisted Ronaldo against Newcastle, I think Shaw is still one of those players I'll keep for now till game week six or seven when the fixtures change for Man United. But I'm considering James. Considering James, I might make that transfer, but I don't think I would. So that is my team for game week five. So since there are no questions in the comment section, okay. Thank you for joining us today. I can see a few listeners joining us. Welcome to the show. We're about to wrap up, but if you're just joining us, well, I'm, I'm your host, Adiwali, and basically we're just discussing um, Fantasy Premier League, and we're talking about Gaming 5. We talked about um, Ronaldo, Lukaku, what assets you should bring in, you know, looking at the fixtures for those that are considering white, white carding for Gaming 5. You could bring in both assets just to do, you know, I'm just doing like a review what I said. Then um, Wolves assets, you bring in Jimenez or Saar. Chelsea assets, you could bring in the likes of Rudiger and James, you know, because they have very good defense. But you could wait it out to game seven because they are playing Spurs and Man City back to back. So the chance of a clean sheet is a little bit slim, but nonetheless, it's Chelsea. And the, that defensive record, I don't think it will. I think with Mendy in goal, clean sheets are also there. So, and I, we talked about Everton, um, Demar Gray, who has been on form, one of those players you could bring in. Leeds also have good games coming, with Bamford and Rafael, you know, being the spare of the attack. I think Leeds will score a lot of goals. So if you are bringing in an asset, and on wildcard, manage to bring in one of Bamford, especially the fact that, Antonio is absent due to being suspended. If you're on a wild card, I don't see any reason to bench Antonio. If you have enough money to bring in Bamford, or if you don't, if you missed out on Lukaku or Ronaldo to um to, to last weekend, you could bring in those assets. So I talked about, I also talked about the fixtures for this week, giving my predictions. So if you missed that, you could check it out later. And um, if you have any questions, once more, if you have any questions. Okay, I can see a message here. If you have any message or questions, let me know. I'll answer them. Uh, I can't see the message anymore. Uh, okay. Um, as we're about to wrap up, I'll be giving a quick advice for those that are wildcarding for Game Week 5. Um, so, you know, the, the point of making a wildcard is to consider it for a long term that you are restarting your team for another set of weeks. So going with that intention, I think it would be smart for um, FPL managers to wildcard, going with the plan that for the next three or four weeks, these are the players I plan on bringing in. So you don't play a wildcard thinking of game 20. Play a wildcard for the short term and also for the long term. So for the short term and long term, I think Chelsea fit that category. Chelsea, Leeds and Wolves. And if you go back to what I said, I've already you know touched on all those. So go with a plan with to bring in assets that will hold for the next three weeks. Also, try um don't be in a haste to bring in wide um bandwagons, players that had a very good game week 
or the last week, like the likes of Conor Gallagher or, or Wilfred Zaha, it's not every time they have those consistencies. So don't be in a rush to bring in, especially looking at the fact they have, you know, tougher games. And if you want to bring in a most transfer in player, try and do an eye test on the player. Watch the game that he played. Was the player very impressive? Did he have more shots on target? Did he create more chances? Or is this a fluke? So that will help you in making decisions for going forward. Um, all right, since there are no questions so far, I'm trying to open this message. It's not opening. Uh, I wish I could read it. Okay, since there are no questions so far, um, thank you guys for having us, for having me today. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please, please, and please feel free to share with others on other social media, you know, other social platforms, at Twitter, um, um, Facebook. Come to connect on Podbean, and I'll be here before a day before the next Premier League game every Friday. I'll be able to speak about the next game week and share my thoughts and answer your questions if you have any questions. Then, um, this is not the end. You know, there's more content coming, more Champions League fantasy content, um, FPL content. So that's what I'll be giving to you guys back to back. If you have any questions or you want to reach out to me during the week and, you know, on thoughts on your teams, you don't know what to do, follow me on social media, follow me on Twitter at the FPL Manor. I'll be there to answer your questions. and. Um, I think that's all for tonight. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Um, bye.